I hope it, I'm hoping it just fucks it all up. Long weekend, Fourth of July, motherfuckers. Yo, <laughs> someone in my work. On this. Someone in my work was like, "Oh yeah, just just add more to the sprint because this uh this Friday I'm not celebrating America, so I'll probably work." And we're just like, I'm like, I'm sitting in the back while I'm on mute, and I'm just like, "Fucking yeah, revolution, bitch!" And I was fucking, I was so amped because <laughs> like our um. We, we do a retro that goes over, like, our last two sprints, and we were super nice to each other in, like, the gratitude pie. That's what it's called, and you, you, like, say nice things about everyone you work with and, like, all the good stuff, and we were, like, super positive. And I was doing tons of, like, the party hat emote where it's, like, blowing the, the thing, and it has the party hat and then the things and the sparkles. And after every time someone talked, I kept clicking the emote in chat, and, <laughs> and it was really nice. So the next column is what stuff that went bad, and right off the rip, we started tearing into something. And we all were on board, and I'm like, yes, destruction. And it made me so happy. And then when Homeboy said that, too, I was just like, yes, you're making all the old white people uncomfortable, and I love it. Episode 15. (laughs) Welcome back to the Color Theory Podcast, where I vote we should all get some sort of reward for making it halfway through 2020. It's your host, Teasy, a.k.a. Young Teasy. It ain't easy being we Z. The reward's gonna be testicular cancer. <laughs> AKA Young Hobie. <laughs> oh my god. AKA Childish Bambino. <gasps> AKA Biracial Angel. Got a white one with a black dad. Bing. AKA Mayor of Smack City. Smack City, Smack City. AKA Tubba Gump. Tubba Gump. AKA Fat in the Hat. <laughs> Dr. Seuss up in this bitch. <laughs> A.K.A. Liger Woods, A.K.A. David Ortiz, mm-hmm. A.K.A. Young Dizurati, A.K.A. Paji Beats, that motherfucker. A.K.A. Chunk Master Flex, drop a bomb. <laughs> A.K.A. Whoa, Tizi. Whoa, Tizi. And I'm here with the homies. What up? It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Ishtamaza, a.k.a. Strong, Tall, and Handsome, a.k.a. Tyree Irving, a.k.a. DJ Lettergrade Deduction, oh, a.k.a. <coughs> Yuck. <laughs> Clearing the throat <laughs> for that anticlimactic shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it got teasing you. That was the goal. <laughs> Man, what the hell? <laughs> it's your boy, Young Yosh, aka Fantasia, aka Ducky, aka Mexican Simba, aka Short Native But My Dick Tall, aka Black Falcon, aka Falco, aka Apple Cheeks, aka She Call Me Yosh When I'm Tweeting, Call Me Jordy When We Fuck, aka Honey Jord, aka Hoodie Jordan, aka She Sucked Me Clean in the Civic, Now My Kids Are on Broadway, aka Damn Jordy, aka Mama May back, Jordy, aka Clairvoyant Falcon, aka EA Falcon. It's in the Wangs, aka Chef Jordan Ramsey, aka Baby Carrot Dick, but I still answer the fat dick, aka Frog Legs 31, aka Gotta Hear Both Sides. And please, I know it's three weeks in a row, and we're still mourning the sweet death of the fattest, most delicious, grippiest cooch of all time. In Sky. I miss you so much, my love. I lit a candle for her this week. One of these weeks, we should, we should do a speed run of our nicknames. I, I'm going to lose every time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the week I add like four more. <laughs> you think I'd be sick on 90 Day Fiance? Be honest. I, you would be one of the fan favorites for yeah. sure in a polygamous relationship 
it's like being hella problematic like it's like me and 12 12 women there'd be so many fucking like screen grabs of you so many fucking reaction gifs they'd be like they'd do like an interview and they'd be like this pierre born tape is not good (laughs) 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 and it goes to another screen and it's another lady and she's like if I hear Sauceaholics one more fucking time, or Madison Sauce Garden, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Or, hey Peter, you wanna go to the store and pick me up some sauce? Yeah, some sauce. <laughs> oh fuck! All, all those drops were wild. They're so. Funny. It's a sausagata. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking voice, dude. Oh my god. Um. I, I also really enjoyed uh, Autobots transform and pass me the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> the, the genius bio just says, man's got lean in his jeans. Bro, it's so fucking funny because it's just like, Autobots transform and pass me the sauce. <laughs> in a world full of sauce, only one dipping condiment will survive. Get ready. <laughs> or like when it's like the wobbly where it's like, um... Where it's like, you ain't never had the sauce. And then the other, the other voice comes in and it's like, but you ain't never had no sauce. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the tags are so fucking good on that tape. Oh, like, they're, they're amazing. The Family Guy one takes me out every fucking time because I'm never expecting it. I'm never fucking prepared for it. And then all of a sudden, just at the end of that track, a bitter. You wanna you go mind, down and get me some sauce? <laughs> you mind going to the store and uh, pick me up some sauce? <laughs> it just fucking ends me every goddamn time, bro. I just, I can't get over. It. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> and then it goes right into that melody. I know you still think about me. <sighs> she give me brain. Vi- oh shit! There's like you an eight-song stretch that's like the happiest my heart ever is it's just like it gets lifted it's like comedy garçons but happier like it is it is high fashion and heavenly (sighs) when they redo the bible and it's actually i'm jesus in the new new testament new testament too newer testaments Testaments. (laughs) it's really gonna be about me and it's just gonna be about the podcast too you guys will make appearances yeah it's going to be the story of the, the color theory and uh, fucking life of Pierre 4. It'd be like, verse, verse 3. Hey, Peter. No, it'll be like, verse 3. And so they were at the NDSU gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, just go. I'm wasting so much time. I'm sorry. We can get rid of the life of PR4. Don't worry. We did the tags. We covered that. But a oh. color of the day this week that we'll actually be able to use is Pierre Purple. Hell yeah. It's purple. It's the cover of the original Life of Pierre 4 which is one of the greatest pieces of art. <laughs> I love it so much. And so it makes an appearance on uh, Life of Pierre Ford Deluxe Edition. It's like that stripe across the middle. Oh yeah. You're right. The one the balance the like the like the iron beam that he's like sitting atop. Yep. Shut up, Pierreborn. <laughs> it's a real rich purple. Hell yeah. Royal. It's royalty. I know we all listen to a lot of music that we don't really talk about in full length on here. So, what did y'all listen to over the past week that you want people to know about? Life of Pierre Ford Deluxe Edition. Yes. I also went back and I listened to uh, Injury Reserve from last year and then uh, Floss. R.I.P. Grogs. So sad. They, they, they haven't said why yet, have they? I don't think so. Oh, that's scary. I wonder what it is. But uh, yeah, they have a they have a GoFundMe. Um, 
on their Twitter right now to like support uh, his family. And you should go and like listen to Injury Reserve's discography because that shit goes. Yeah, they're really good. What was the song you shared? Uh, S on your chest. Yeah. Yeah, that one actually hits. That one actually hits really close because he's like, I'm, they're they're like, I'm whipping the I'm, I'm whipping the whip like really hard. I'm whipping, it. and they say something about a Honda Civic, and I'm like, fuck, we live the same life. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Jailbreak the Tesla is also like fucking hard as hell. Jordan has different opinions from me. No, 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 no. I just read a, I read a, t- I read a text message that said, "Do you think I should buy a book by Ben Shapiro and waste my money?" <laughs> oh God. The follow-up was and waste my money. I hit my head with the first one, but then it said, "and then waste my money." <laughs> uh, all right. So he really saved himself right there. Fuck you, Ben Shapiro. I. <laughs> Fuck Ben I Shapiro. I listened to, uh, listen to that six lakh EP. Stole it. It was. Did you like it? Was, Come on. It was, it was, okay. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I actually really enjoyed the uh, the Nick Grant EP. I like Nick Grant. Is that he can rap? Who's the dude that produced I, it? Because that dude produced something for someone else that I listened to. It's like Nicholas. Hey Beast. Oh no, I'm thinking of someone else then. I thought you listened to something else that I saw you listen to. I didn't know that Nick Grant dropped an EP. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I also listened to a little bit of Iron, the Iron Wigs project, which is a, it's, a, it's a group of three people. I know Vic Spencer is in it, and there's two other guys. Um, a lot of just fucking guys rapping hard. It's cool. Um, outside of that, I didn't listen to. I really didn't listen to a ton of music this week. I tried CeeLo Green, and it was just kind of whatever. Uh, also listened to Mr. Motherfucking Esquire, and that was an interesting listen. I did spin Brian McKnight. Or was it good? But that was, it was kind of all right. It was pretty much what I expected. Fair enough. From Brian McKnight. It was what I expected. Um, other than that, I just listened to what was on the docket. Um, How about you, Jordy? I listened to Black... I listened to um, to the two knowledge tapes. I listened to Ramona Radio episode six, and then, Ramona Radio. Um, I listened to this project called Dog by Khalil Blue, and that was really cool. It's actually really fun. But then, other than that, it was just the stuff that we were supposed to listen to. Hmm. Aside from Raleigh Ritchie. And that's not shit. No, you did <laughs> not. I know. So let's talk about this uh, little trifecta of projects that we have here in the third spot. I don't know how we want to do this. Start the with I don't know. One. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know Teasy loves him more than fucking life itself. <clears throat> so... Do, are we doing full length or can I just do like abbreviated? Oh, just do whatever like you want because I, I only have one thing to say about the project. Well, okay. I'm only going to do abbreviated on, I don't know, because he is going to have an actual album come out later this year. So bleh, we'll actually have a full <laughs> length to go with that. I'm going to purposely um, remove it from the docket whenever we get there. I Don't Know released a project called I Don't Know and Friends 2, which is the second installment of this I Don't Know and Friends project, which essentially is him putting together a project of him rapping with his friends. The cool thing about this is it is actually the soundtrack to the Kevin Durant documentary uh, called Basketball County. Why is it only Kevin Durant? Because he's the one who's, like, producing it. Hmm. You don't want to give shine to the other guys? I haven't done my research. It's all I got here based off of fucking genius. Shout out Victor Oladipo. I pretty much knew what to expect going into this project. Uh, I, I don't really, I didn't really expect any, any sort of a theme. Like, I don't know, usually has with his projects uh, that he does on his own. And so I just knew this was just going to be a fun project of just a compilation of songs uh, put together. And this is pretty much what I got. I thought this was 
a pretty fun listen. Honestly, the production was hard hitting. It was nice. The features were really good. Uh, I, I mean, outside of maybe the song with PMB Rock, I pretty much liked everything. So I don't, I don't even know. remember I mean, how that it, song goes either. That one, on, when that. you look at it, that's the only one with like a star next to it, which means that's the most listened to song on the entire thing. Fucking wild. Interesting. Uh, but I don't know. I thought Zanman was good. ASAP Ferg was good. The song with Juicy J was fun. Um, Denzel and Maxo did their thing on Bulletproof. I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, it's a fun project to listen to. Like, if I just want something that's upbeat and, you know, something with that's going to bring, listen to it with energy, like, I'll spin this. It's not anything too crazy or anything special about it outside of that. Zanman's verse was fire. Um, Mazel Tov, there was one one bar that stuck out to me. You was never in the trap. You was living in the dorm room. Never, ever strapped Jansport backpack. Just because, like, Jansport being the punchline always gets me. Uh, square up. Sounds um, like You're right. Reading <laughs> <laughs> his fucking uh, no-name diss track in the dorm room. Tears in his His dorm eyes. room from 10 years ago. Um pussy square up uh i saw it and i immediately thought of the zach fox and kenny beats track which is better um tooth fairy i really like the beat on that uh 495 (laughs) like every time i look at it i'm like there's too many fucking people on this track and every one of them like is like they they carry their weight but i'm just like there's too much happening here for me the riley song was cool only because of zan man the rest of this shit can go. Even the 495 song, which I like, because they're all rapping. They're all punching in their lines, too, on that one. And then when the beat... Ah, I wish it, Rico would have rapped on the first beat. It would sound way cooler with like her over that and rapping like that. Shout out Rico Nasty. Shout out Sandman. Scooby Snacks. Okay, Raggy. Who's up next? Mike. He released a project, too, called Way to the World. Unfortunately, I really don't have um, a lot to say about this project because I only listened once. So, Jordy, you're going to have to carry this. Tyrell, it's up to you right now. I'm busy right now. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) going going through this, uh, I don't think that there's like a single beat on here that I wasn't like a fan of. Um, they're all like pretty much all the beats on there are like kind of sparse and I don't know what it is about that sound but I fuck with it a lot uh, his vocals I struggled with a few times just because like they all on every single song I don't know if it's like just bad mixing or if it's intentional but they all are like kind of muddied that's and, intentional like, they blend. that's the yeah, entire I figured sound it was intentional. of like that of what Mike does yeah, I haven't listened to any other Mike projects. Oh, you're I missing just, out, mate. You're missing out oh, is so it, much. Is this your first Mike project? Yeah. Oh my oh. God. May May God bless your hustle is like the greatest. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever listened to in my life. Um, All right. Well, it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. The entire thing and the mood of it and his rapping and ah, uh, like that's pinnacle Mike for me. But then Tears of Joy is really good. God's With Me is really good, too. Um, even his, like, debut mixtape on Bandcamp is really good. Like, the Blitzkrieg track that's, like, the closer on that is really good. The beat is incredible on that tape. Right. Mike is really good. <clears throat> Mike is good, but he's definitely an acquired taste. I mean, I fucked with this album a lot, so, like, I'm oh, sure you- I would enjoy the other shit. It's, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Um, it is rough. Two- it is an acquired taste. Yeah. I agree with TZ. Uh, 222, I fucking love that beat so much. Um, What's Home, again, I love the beat. Uh, Like, it's a really smooth beat. His vocals aren't, like, lost in it at all. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite track. When it when it gets to the second part of that song, and then he says, before COVID, I was out on the road, or some shit. Yep. It's the, it's the one of the only COVID-19 lines that, like, fit the song, fit the mood, and f- didn't sound, like, like a reach and was super corny like the reason that like they weren't just 
it wasn't like he was throwing in the coronavirus. Yeah, they were shoehorning that bitch in. Yeah, like it fits the flow and it fits everything. It fits the entire mood of the track. Yep. Uh, no, no. Um, I love that beat. Uh, like at the start, and then when he's done rapping, it like the beat goes from like kind of muffled to like clear as day. And there's something about that transition that just fucking gets me every single time. Um, a lot of these. Well, I say not a lot. Like every single one of these tracks has like the energy of like you're sitting at a bus stop in the rain, and like you're sitting on like the intersection, and a car pulls up at like the fucking um, stoplight, and you can hear like whatever music they're playing like through their fucking tinny ass speakers, and like you're just sitting there listening to rain and that, and like that was the aesthetic I got from this, and I fucked with it a lot. See, it's like Tyrell reads my reviews that are right. Let's see. But um, is that what you said? Yeah, it sounds like a bleak Wild. day. It, it sounds like a bleak day in concrete jungle, New York, when it's raining. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Look at that, Mike. You got another friend in me. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyrell covered the majority of it, but I have to say the beat on "Coat of Many Colors" is incredible. The vocal sample and the way it's cut. And then when, so the very beginning, you hear the vocal sample where it's like, and whatever, but then they cut like the entire sound and you're like, well, what the fuck's going on? And then it comes back in with like the hi-hats and everything. And the way he's rapping on that song is incredible. What's home. The second part. Yeah. When he does the COVID line, his entire flow during that portion of the song is really, really good. Like he's spitting his ass off, but yeah, God, Mike is so good. God, you need to listen to Tears of Joy, War in My Pen. Man. You should just listen to the Number Days track. That beat is so crazy. Oh, my yeah, God. I'll, I'll probably go spin all this shit after <sighs> this. Tyrell just missing out on that. All the med hane. Med sloth. Yeah, I, I don't know how the fuck I wound up on this podcast. I don't listen to music. Standing in the corner. It's okay. TZ wasn't listening to any of this shit either until I we started doing this shit. And I was like, you need to listen to this stuff. Because then... Yeah. It was kind of like that with Mac Omni and stuff like that, too. It helps. I mean, you know, just at least listening to different stuff. Because, I mean, the nice thing is, is that, like, all, for the most part, I think all three of us have different listening tastes in terms of what we would, like, go to listen to. So, yeah. like, having different recommendations and what we listen to, like, on a daily basis is nice. Sure. All right. <laughs> Two down, three to go. Next up. City Girls is a duo of JT and Young Miami. Oh my god. <laughs> Testosterone was Miami. flowing listening to this, bro. <laughs> I didn't know that they were uh they were signed to Quality Control. That was going to be one of my comments was that I haven't heard a good music project out of Quality <laughs> Control since Culture. <laughs> Because I don't know if Honcho Jack, Honcho, or the warning, what was it, No Warnings with 21 Savage, that one, if those were under yeah. quality control. But it's been a while since quality control has dropped something hot. It's been a minute. That's why the, probably they could afford all these fucking beats and producers. Like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, the other reason is because they haven't put out a project in two years. That's because one of them was in jail when they were pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Debut mixtape was in uh, June of 2018. Bro, I just know this album off top, and I know you had to research, bitch. Was in November of 2018. <laughs> yes. JT spent a year and a half in jail for credit card fraud. It was Scammers. released in March of Scammers. this year. Scammers. Shout out TJ. <laughs> Shout out the Scammers. Shout out Guap Dad. City Unlock is their sophomore album, which actually leaked... On the 19th of June. And then they're like, fuck it. I guess it linked, leaked already, so we're just going to put it out. They put it out the day after. <sighs> there, I have uh, Do you remember? I actually when didn't act- mind most of this. Do you remember when Act Up dropped out? Or dropped out? Dropped? Do you remember? No. TZ, have you ever seen that? Have you really? <laughs> do you remember what Act Up sounds like? No. Oh my god, I have. Okay, I'm gonna play the beginning of it. Just give me a second, because I can't believe you don't remember. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> oh, look at that. What a drop. 
real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Big Birkin bag, hold five, six figures. Stripes on my ass, so he call his pussy tigger. Fucking on his scamming ass, rich ass nigga. Remember this too. Okay, I, re I remember this oh song. Oh my god, okay, I was like, I was like, because I couldn't remember the first part <laughs> to the song where it's like, real ass <laughs> bitch, give a fuck about it. <laughs> it's so tough. There's like a video on Twitter of like, um, like these white people sitting in a church and someone plays that over the loudspeakers and the, the white people are just like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> it's really funny. Right. Um, no, I actually didn't mind this for the most part. Uh, the production was there. It was hard hitting. Uh, a lot of heavy bass. The only thing really noteworthy about this, you know, when going to a City Girls project, a lot of braggadocious lyrics about how good they are at having sex and uh, <laughs> scamming rich men. Uh, the, I, the one main issue I had was on the song Come Outside. <clears throat> and being the reason for that is because I, I know Genius doesn't say it, but the but the producer definitely did the old, hey, can I copy your homework? I'll change a few things so it doesn't look like I copied it when he used the beat for the song uh, Sweat by David Banner. It was it's a valid. Uh, it was that. I couldn't think of it if it was Sweat or if it was like um, the Whisper song because they used the same 808s on both of those songs. Yeah, I'd say I was in between too, but I, I had to, like, I listened to the song and then I paused it and I had to, like, say the words, like, in my head of what it was. And I was like, yeah, definitely sweat. God, I remember. That song was ugly. The song is ugly. The video is great. Shout out to Mr. Collar Park, though. Wait, he did, he produced that? Yeah. Lazy. Because I'm pretty sure he did all of Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> so he's just recycling a beat. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything to say about it. What? Um, so I'll I'll pick it up then. Uh, my like primary exposure to fucking uh, City Girls because like I know I've listened to them before, but the first time like I actually paid attention to them was uh, first day out, and JT is fucking spitting on that shit. Um, but with this, uh, there's like a few bars that I picked out because I was like, this is some wild shit that they're telling me. Um. Main bitch locked up, had to hold it down with a baby in my stomach at Rolling Loud, which I was like, holy fuck, yo. Like, I forgot that she was, I forgot that Young Miami was pregnant during this. Also, Young Miami, like, is very hit or miss with finding the pocket on a lot of these beats. Um, JT finds it and, like, fucking rides that pocket all the way through, but, like, Young Miami kind of struggles sometimes. Oh, yeah, that was one of my notes. I said JT is definitely the better rapper out of the two. Yeah. Um... Broke N-words, uh, the only thing white is the lies that you tell and you ain't moving work, this dreams that you're selling. I measure all Coke references against Pusha T. And so whenever I read these lines, I'm like, can I imagine Pusha T saying this? And would it still be hard? And I could easily imagine Push dropping that in a track. Different delivery, but that would still be a bar. Uh, pussy talk. Ho, 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 pussy turnum Chris Kringle is fucking nuts. <laughs> it gets me every time. Um, double CCs, they're both flowing on it pretty well. Uh, or the hell is it? That's my bitch. He just put me in. The, he just put me in the lamb. I'm a speed fast in that Rolls Royce truck where he eats ass, <laughs> which is another one that makes me laugh. Uh, friendly. One, Lil Yachty has a writing credit on that. And I don't know why that fucking shocks me. My God. But it, it just... I think he ghost wrote for them for, like, a lot of their last project. If I, I remember I could right. I see that, I guess. Because I remember it. Oh, I vaguely remember it because they're associated together. Because Lil Yachty's yeah, on was, quality control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just, like, clicking through uh, Genius, and it was, like, writers. And he was the first one listed, and I was like, huh? But, um... For a track called Friendly, this track sounds menacing as shit. Like, those pianos in it are fucking, like, menacing as all hell. They remind me a little bit of um the Halloween theme by, like, John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. uh, Ain't Saying Nothing is my fave beat of the entire project. Um, it's the short track. That's for last. Yeah. But that's all I really got to say about it.
I wasn't going to listen to any of the three projects, but then um, someone was getting antsy about stuff that was on the docket and wanted us to look at it and make comments and write about it. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll spin it. <laughs> we were fucking zooted off the bat, bro. Oh, my God. That the, <laughs> the first beat starts on enough, but I'm like, okay. Like, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm really getting into it. The switch up to better, I like that part better. I like better way better than enough. But, like, it was so tough. Skit. Jobs is good. Jobs is an incredible song. I like that song a lot. Broke Edwards with Yo Gotti. I was okay with this one. Pussy Talk with Doji Cat. Doji Cat? I don't know. <sighs> is she canceled? Because, like, the verse was hard. Like, I might let her go on a 4chan thread or two, like, after that one. She earned it. <laughs> If she wants to, if she wants to show her pussy to incels, go for it. You get a pass. You get you get like thirty minute pass on that shit, Doja, because that shit was tough. City on lock. Does she have to announce it though? So like we know when the thirty minutes is up. No, I'll be in there. City on right. lock with a uh, little Dirk. That sounded like a little Dirk song that he gave to them because he did the chorus and then the ending verse. He sounded really good on one. Winning, I was really torn about because like. It's kind of corny, but then I get into it. Um, the best song is still Flute Out with Lil Baby. That sounded like Lil Baby. It was Lil Baby's song, and he gave it to him because he had the whole first verse and the chorus into that, and he sounded incredible on that. His performance on that is really good, and same with the guitars in it and the beat. But Flute Out sounds really weird when you, like... Like, I can't imagine, like, ever saying it in, like, a regular sentence that I was going to flute out somewhere, you know? Like, that's just, it's all fucked up. But when he's like, bitch flew it out for the week, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like okay, I'm down for it, little baby. I get what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, he sounded, he definitely, like, another case for top five rapper out right now for him. Um, but yeah, oh my God. This was so fun. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be, and there was so much energy, the production behind it, the 808 Mafia beats, Earl on the beat. Um, Southside had some production. Who else was on there? Like, it was a lot of big-name producers. Like, this shit must have cost to get it produced. Like, all the tracks. And it and they're short. Some of the songs felt too short, to be honest. Like, I could have used the, another chorus on City on Lock. And it was, it was like 36 minutes. Yeah, in and out. I, I, I'm all for it. Shout out City Girls. Keep talking about your pussy. I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Bitch trying to get fluid out for the weekend. Uh, All right, Jordy. I suppose you can probably uh, you can probably go take a nap here real quick while we talk about this next artist. All right. You ready, Tizzy? Yeah, I was just getting getting it ready here. Jacob Anderson, aka Raleigh Ritchie an actor rapper singer from bristol over in the uk uh he's actually best known for uh for playing gray worm on the series game of thrones interesting he's a pretty good actor i wouldn't know uh andy here is his sophomore album his first was back in 2016 which was called your man now boy I actually went back and listened to that again today just to see what because uh, I remember listening to it when that when that first came out, but I didn't remember what it sounded like. And going back to that, it's I feel like these two albums are kind of a stark difference in a sense. I know that uh, when going back to like, there's obviously they cover some of the some of the same topics, but like to sonically, it sounds completely different in my opinion. Yeah, like, I could see that. Like sonically, you, yes. Like when you talk about like some of the production on like "You're a Man Now, Boy," it's a lot more grand. There's a lot more, a lot of more instrumentation in it, where it feels it feels like this this big production. Whereas on Andy, on the other hand, everything sounds a lot more stripped down. Uh, there's a lot more space in in the beats of what's going of what's happening in here, where I think allows for him to, I guess, kind of 
give him mood, a certain mood of what, what he was trying to do a little bit better. And on Andy, it was very very thematic in a sense. It, and what I, what I caught was that a lot of this album covers uh, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and just like general unhappiness. And essentially how he navigates that with his friends and loved ones. Yeah, this the themes of this album are definitely a continuation from You're a Man Now Boy, where, like you said, like there's the, the discussion about like suicide, but more so it's just like mental health, growing up, anxiety, all that shit. Like, I'll, I don't want to say that it's like treading the same ground as You're a Man Now Boy, but thematically, like they have a lot of commonalities. But I thought with like your with your Emmanuel boy, I think he covers a lot more of topics in terms of like relationships. I guess in terms of like you know when uh, like becoming married or like the relationship that he's in there, like love and whatnot there. But I don't think he really in in terms of what I read and like took out of it, it there wasn't a lot about romance. Or, or love in this at all, really. There's the one song, obviously, um, Squares. That was, like, the one song yeah. that he he actually touched on that there. But for the most part, everything else was a lot about, you know, social anxiety and the, the pressure of, like, expectations. Or, um, again, just, like, dealing with all the negative thoughts of him, like, not fulfilling his potential of what people think he should be or where he should be at in life. And with an album like this, I think that it's super, super easy to just like tune it out, especially because I don't think he's the greatest singer. But I think that the more I listen to this, I really start feeling like the the mood that Chris Loco does with the production. And I think that it's it's even though it covers some some darker edges, I think that they do a really good job of making it not as dark as it could be, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. But this album here, I actually really started to like a lot songs that I liked. I um, I like pressure. I liked STFU, Sad Boy. And then I really like the last song, Big and Scared. Um, I, the, what I think is super interesting about this, there are moments throughout the album where you tell himself to, where you hear him tell himself to breathe. And I know he does it at the end of a couple of tracks at the beginning. And tour, and then he does it like in certain moments in certain songs where he literally just says that he, he reminds himself to breathe almost in terms of like he can feel the anxiety building up and he just needs to relax. Um, one of my favorite songs is that sad boy song and I love that song because I love the flip uh, uh, for the, the production on that song like that beat is a flip from a song back from like 1957 and it is incredible it's so good uh, I, I like this album it's an album I would probably go back to I think that if if you're someone who is maybe struggling a little bit with these certain topics, I think that it'd be nice to kind of have a release in a sense to be able to sit through some of these songs and and kind of know that you're not alone and and what's going on and stuff like that. So I, I I would encourage people to at least give this a spin, give it a shot, because I think even though you know he touches on certain things, there's songs that have replay value in there. Yeah, um, I don't know if I like this as much as his debut. Um, just because like whenever I think of "You're a Man Now, Boy," I think of the title track, which always like sticks with me, and like that chorus of him just repeating "You're a Man Now, Boy." Um, which and I think that's like the theme of that track in particular, like carries through the rest of this. The or carries through like this album. Um, Time in a Tree was released like two years ago, and 
I just, for whatever reason, like that feels like a really long gap to me. Like the song still sounds really good. It's just, I feel like this was either supposed to come out sooner and they had to keep pushing it back or he just decided that time in a tree was going to be a Lucy and then put it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, 27 club. Uh, I enjoyed a lot where it's like him kind of dwelling on the fact that uh, when he released his first album, he was 26 and a lot of there's like the, the 27 club where um, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, uh, I want to say Kurt Cobain. There's a bunch of people who didn't make it past 27, bunch of successful artists. And um, like, this is him kind of thinking about the fact that now he's 30, he's made it past 27. Um, there's some like really interesting lines in here. Uh, made a date with the devil. Then I stood him up, still afraid he's going to get me to settle up. Um, and then maybe I'm a swan song gone wrong. And there's no black in the union Jack. Like all three of those like stood out to me and like they mm-hmm. continue to stand out to me every time I listen to it. And Big and Scared is another one that I Big and Scared a lot. is really good. Um, Big and Scared is like a it's it's like a letter to his childhood self, like trying to like retroactively address like problems in his childhood. Um, and like it's kind of a dark song sometimes. Like it's fucking sad as hell, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, I'm gonna have to keep spinning this to see like how much I like it. But right now I. I enjoyed it the first couple listens through. Yeah, like I said, it didn't really sit with me the first time, but it, like the second and third times, there there were songs that stood out to me every single time that they came up. Yeah. And um, I just, I enjoyed listening to just how this sounds sonically compared to, you know, You're a Man Now Boy. That's just me. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right. Jordy, you ready? Going on to five for five. Five for five, baby. 88 Glam. It's a duo from Toronto, Canada. Derek Wise and 88 Camino are the are the group mates here. They used to be signed to XO Records, which was founded by The Weeknd, but they are now independent. And uh, I do believe... This is their first independent project. I have some issues with this that made it really hard for me to listen to it. And I'm going to tell you why. I think that Derek Weiss sounds like a knockoff uh, version of Travis Scott or Future. And then Idiot Camino reminds me of Nav. Right. And I don't know why, but like whenever I listened to this like three times and every time I just couldn't figure out like who they sounded like. And I just that's that's the vibes that I got when I listened to this. They sound like trap wedding crashers to me. <laughs> Which is um, the coolest Mac and Quentin Miller. That's who wedding crashers is. But they sound like the there trap was version e- of it. And I love yeah. wedding crashers. And then I like these I guys even a lot thought- too. <laughs> I even thought the production on here sounded like one of those, uh, like a lot of the songs sounded like what you would find on SoundCloud if you looked up like a like a Travis Scott slash Future type beat. That's what it felt like to me. I don't get that at all. Travis Scott but, beats are way too lavish, and Future beats aren't. Doesn't sound like anything he would rap over. Not emotional enough. Not enough place. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight Camino vocals. is not a good writer. Can we agree with that? No. Because I, when I was reading through some of this here, there were, there were things, was just there were things that made me shake my head. But you got any examples? Uh, I should have fucking wrote them down. God, I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I'll find them. Just give me a second. But I, I mean, so I kind of liked Gucci Snake. Nightcrawler was all right, uh, and I thought Barry Bonds was all right as well too. That's the goat sure um he's so weird about baseball because like he just denies he loves it so much but just denies the greatness of like the best time when it peaked as a league and all the players in it 
But now his idol runs it. Shout out baseball commissioner. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, d- I don't have anything constructive to say <laughs> about this project just because I didn't really have nothing. Nothing grabbed me that I wanted to talk about. Same. Uh, I spun it probably three times while I was playing like games and stuff or editing. And it all just felt kind of boring to me. Uh, one call away. Thank you. Um, I dug the beat. Uh, there were like a few times where I would be listening and it it felt like they were trying to do that um, fucking uh, that black and J. Cole Pretty Little Fears. Like there were a few tracks that reminded me of that. Um, there was a few tracks that felt like a weekend throwaway but like I just wasn't into this. Well, Jordy, you uh you you here to defend these guys or um so this is the third 88 glam project I'm on. Um their debut came out like 2 years ago. I don't even know why I spun them, but the 12 song cuz I think it was the 12 song and I was like, oh, I really like this song and then Ricardo was really good and so was Kyrie. So it was like 88 Glam, the first one, I was like, it's fine or whatever. But 88 Glam 2, I think that was the same as Life of Pierre 4 for me. Oh, the sun's shining on my face. I can't see anything. But the um, 88 Glam 2 came out December of 2018, I want to say. And I think I listened to the first seven songs on that every single day for like two months straight. And I was like, wow. I just really like it. Like the songwriting's not that good. The beats are whatever, but they had so they have such good chemistry and they bounce off each other and I enjoy it so much. And it was just it was like that with this. Like when it started, I was like it's probably going to have to grow on me like everything else they've ever done. Like Gucci Snake was fine, Dance for Me was fine, One Call Away is fine. Like all the way up until Hellcat is good for me. Nightcrawler is my favorite and Hellcat too. The choruses on both of those songs are really good. Like, they find their pockets on the melodies for choruses, and I like it a lot. I don't think they ever say anything. So, like, I'm not going to defend the songwriting or anything like that. But I just really like this type of music. I thought the production was really good. I thought the second half is, like, kind of boring or whatever. But I have no complaints when I put this on. I've listened to this eight times now, and every single time it just goes by. But I'm always doing something whenever I'm listening to it. So I, I don't have anything like super hard concrete. Like I'm not here to like fucking give a dissertation on this project, but I'm definitely not going to say it's bad. Like I'd like this type of music. Yeah. I thought it was kind of whatever. This fucking sun is so bright. In my fucking eyes. Let's just shift. I don't know why you don't get like some shades or something. I don't he want has to. shades. He just doesn't want to fucking close them. I like the sun. This is the most sun I'm going to get all day. Also, while we're on the topic of fucking lights and shit, we can see TZ this week. TZ's not, like, fucking eclipsed in shadow like every other week that we record. Yeah, he usually just sits in the dark. Yeah, I have to, to hide from y'all. I'm at a different angle this week. We switched things around a little bit, so maybe that'll, that'll change things. All right. What else have we got to talk about this week? <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? Well, it has been an incredible beginning of the week uh, for uh, the hip-hop community. Let's talk about this Pop Smoke cover art for the album oh, supposed to come fuck. out this week. Uh, Virgil Abloh decided that he wanted to phone it in when when making this, this cover art here. It's fucking bad. It was... Bro, bro Virgil Abloh... <laughs> His stock is fucking falling, like, tremendously over the year. Oh, my God. It's not, not the greatest. Uh, so it was so so awful, in fact, that people petitioned to actually have it redone. I don't know, man. It looked like a fucking fine piece of graphic design. <laughs> it's like that graphic design is my passion meme. It's my favorite picture. <laughs> With the fucking frog. Over yeah. the gray background. Love it. <laughs> That shitty fucking papyrus font. Fuck yeah. Iconic. This could have been iconic too. What are we doing as a society? We fucking ruined Pop Smoke's legacy. Ah, we bullied him out of it. I like that Steven Victor took to Twitter and 
like in all caps said heard you brb making a change pop would listen to his fans we still haven't seen the new cover art there's a chance that it can be just as glorious god i'm so disappointed we lost pop smoke or some bullshit like literally no reason that he should have died just got shot yeah it sucks next we have one of the funnier beefs but we need uh, to get virgil memory. the fuck out of here for real though he is so fucking lazy like, what's the last thing that he's put out that's hot? And don't say the West Side Gun album cover, because all he did was put a fucking chain on a picture. I so can't remember the last piece of fucking Off-White that looked cool that wasn't... Whatever. <sighs> Fuck Virgil. What do you think of this Freddy and uh, Academics beef? Think of that Axe losing his shit fucking all cooped up over there. Somebody put him in a fucking hamster ball and let him roam. He'll tire himself out and die of, like, fucking his heart giving out. Fat motherfucker. Bro, How I can't stand academics. He, there was, like, a clip of him on Everyday Struggles saying that, um, that Freddie Gibbs wasn't that relevant. And they're, they're just, like, look at sales and shit like that. And he was just saying, well, he's not relevant. Like, just look at the numbers that he does. He's not that relevant compared to other people. And then I'm pretty sure that's where the beef started from there. But oh my god, Freddie Gibbs was just tearing him a new one, and it was so funny. I love because Freddie it, Gibbs so much. It was funny. Well, academics they, was it wasn't like he was it. trying, but it was like Ack was really trying to go in. Like he was getting way too emotional, and he was trying to tell him to bring his statements to say to show prove how much he makes. Yeah, I, Ack is a I'll weird motherfucker. And then he tells him to shut up. I'm not Vic Mensa. That's so funny. Uh, I Like, what is it going to do when he pulls up? Well, Ack, what are you going to do? You're going to cry. You're going to just start yeah. sweating grease. Like, what the fuck? I do really like that Freddie Gibbs tweeted out, I'll give a bad bitch 5K if they admit to sleeping with academics. And that's what set it off. <laughs> he says, I want proof that you didn't have oral sex with Takashi. <laughs> 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 bitch, you, look, you built like a Teletubby. <laughs> I'm gonna squeeze your titties on camera. That one made me laugh. That one's fucking crazy. But Ak is like writing paragraphs, and that's the responses are just these one line fucking sentences. Nuts. Uh, fucking Ak has a two part response to I'll give a bad bitch 5k if they admit to sleeping with academics. It says, Freddy, don't play yourself. You're not even more successful than me. Wait, no, shit. Some real fucked up grammar. You not even more successful more than me. Relax yourself, kid. You underground. Don't try to ever play me. If you really want to try and play me, a blogger, let's go. Bro. I, I like that people, he said that. I'm I a blogger. Like, like Rutgers alumni respect him. Probably not. <laughs> I really like that he said a blogger like that fucking means anything. Bro, it means a lot. I bet he makes a lot yes. of money. The ACL on the cake so far is the fact that he went as far as making a t-shirt with his with axe head photoshopped on a Teletubby. And on the back of the shirt, it says, Academics is the police. Yeah. Yeah, well, that bitch is $40, so, you know. <laughs> he said he's going to bully him until he quits his job. <laughs> Bring all your statements of how much you made as a rapper, and I'll bring up tax statements of what I made as a blogger, and let's compare. You can't compare to Jeezy. He been lit for mad years. You lil, and I doubt you compare to me, but drop your shit. I'm down, Mr. Gibbs. To which Freddie Gibbs responds with, boy, shut the fuck up. You pay for sex. My son's room bigger than your house, bitch. That one, oh, that one made me laugh. That one made me laugh. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. Act looks like it lives in the fucking like a basement still. I'm pretty sure he doesn't live with his parents, but you never know. It's allegedly, allegedly, alleged. Like, I'm I'm scrolling through this, and there's so so fucking many like paragraphs upon paragraphs from Ack, and there's just fucking one lines from <laughs> uh, from Freddie Gibbs. Freddie's funny, dude. Yeah, you he suck dick from the bike. <laughs> he low key does look like the Hamburglar. <laughs> I would have, if it were me, I would have just, I would have photoshopped his face in purple on Grimace. But that's, that's just me. 
I mean, we're not all comedic geniuses. Uh, and academics is out here fucking... He's just taking swings at everybody at this point, isn't it? Who cares? I don't even want to talk about that fat fuck. He doesn't have any... Pos- he doesn't add anything positive to the world. Just negativity and gossip and shit. That's fair. I love Nadeska. I feel so bad that she has to babysit him every day. Shit, I gotta pull up tweets, don't I? No, we gotta talk about Kanye. Alright, talk about him. Can't believe that our our bi-monthly Kanye and Elon Musk segments are fucking intersecting this week. I know. I'm actually, I'm really just so sick of Elon. I just don't like talking about him. I don't like talking about Kanye either. They're really weird. It's just really weird behavior from 45-year-olds. Yeah. The, the The music video and song was pretty cool. The music video was good. The song was okay. Yeah. It was a lot better than anything on Jesus is King, so I'll give him that. Like, there's some hope. He just needs a ghostwriter at this point. I don't think he's he's just, uh, he's not that good a songwriter. He's he's never been a good songwriter though, has he? He was an okay songwriter, like in college dropout. Like he peaked at, on um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, because you can tell like yeah. he really re- well college dropout. He was really trying to rap rap because he couldn't get on the scene without rapping. Like he yep. couldn't get into the game without actually spitting. So he and on graduation his bars aren't too bad either. Late registration. But they peaked at My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and then it's just been a decline from there. All right. Hopefully hopefully this, this goes. You're not going to be too happy because it's split up, considering GarageBand just decided to take a poop. But That's okay, piece are. of shit. I know what to expect from you every once in a while. Um, <laughs> did you hear what we were talking about? Oh, yeah. No, like I can hear you just fine, but just GarageBand pooped. No, oh, okay. Do you have anything to say about the music video or the song? The song itself is hot. The music video is pretty much what I come to come to expect from Kanye at this point. Just what? A bunch of, it's just a random mess of shit. You thought the music video was something to come at this point? Because I feel like it's completely contradictory to his entire fucking political fucking voice and yeah, that, socially active The music voice. video came out of left field. Yeah, like compared to the rhetoric he's been spitting over the last couple of years, it's kind of out of left field. The music video and the message that he was trying to push with that. If this was back when Katrina happened, Kanye, then yeah. But this was this was just like, did somebody reach into the fucking depths of hell and pull him back out or what? The song was fine. I don't know. We know it's not, well. First of all, it's not gospel. No. So there's that. Anything else? <laughs> no, because I know y'all don't have any opinion on his gap venture and what that means so yeah i think it's bullshit <laughs> i just don't care he can do whatever time out yeah Tweets. all right so uh redacted number one my go-to my mainstay he's uh he's been slacking off this this last week don't really have have too much um he did jordan saw jordan sent me this one but I'm still going to read it anyway. In the years past, I've been waiting for someone to send me a DM like, Hey, omitted, I've noticed a lot of negative tweets coming from you lately. And then I reply with Demi Lovato farting slash ripping a hole through her sweatpants. In addition to that, he's also given us a retweet. My bitch told me grow up, I'd, uh, I'd rather grow weed. Um... He said, I hope my old co-worker Corey is in the house. <laughs> Sweet Corey in the house reference. Bro, and today that he one, is That funny. one's good. That was yeah. great. And uh, today he gave us, I'm old son. I got to get up and take my edibles. <laughs> Yo, he read. Okay. 
He retweeted the video of Sports Center where the fans were trying to jump as high as Cristiano Ronaldo to headbutt that ball. And I did watch yep. the video, and I was like, so not one person this entire day got close, and you couldn't put it in the video? Because that's the only reason I watched the whole thing was I was like, there has to be at least one pedestrian that walked up that just so happened yeah. to be athletic. And everyone was fucking dog shit. Like, there were some that were just absolute fucking failures at life athletically. Like, you would think they were wheelchair-bound and just learned how to walk yesterday, attempting to headbutt that ball. And I was like, come on, like, <laughs> I don't need a minute 30 of this. That one guy got, like, three inches off the ground. Bro, they had that. Best effort. They had that one bitch in there who's, like, fucking 50. Like, no shit she's not going to do it. Who gives a fuck? It's not cute. Don't encourage this. Asshole. There was the one guy who, like, couldn't even hit it with his hand. Pathetic. He, like, jumped up and, like, tried to swat at it. Pathetic. You know who could have did it on the first try? You? No. God, no. Five foot two teasy. Easy money. <laughs> He's got bunnies. Dude, he's got fucking wings. <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm not 5'2". Five 5'1". Five uh, Get it right. You got anything, uh, any topic that you want me to, to advance search redacted number two? Um, God, I wish, I wish he was funny. Ah. Uh, Uh, Damn. <laughs> I wish he was funny. He just doesn't tweet anymore. No. Maybe he, someone tried getting him out of good. the paint and he scowled. He scowled. Very well could be. I'm trying to think of like I should have came with words prepared. Yeah, next week you can. But I just don't I don't really know what's in his lexicon. That's the thing. <laughs> That's fair. I might have read this one last week, but it still makes me laugh. Some ask why I stay up so late. The answer is simple. I'm working on my Millie Rock in case the dance cam pans to the student section and wants to show fans what the human embodiment of beating assimilation looks like. I used to Millie Rock so hard when I lived with TZ that I'd throw my shoulder out. It'd be just wild stiff. It'd be like fucking... It'd be like my <laughs> fucking shoulders were on Viagra and I was just trying to throw them as hard as I could. It was so ugly. Like, <laughs> I, I, would, I would swing them so hard that if I had a baseball in my hand, it would have been like Pedro Martinez. Like that shit is going 95 plus. <laughs> I should see if I can find the message, but I remember TZ sent me a gif of some like old white lady trying to fucking Millie Rock. And it, the caption was, this is what Jordan looks like trying to Millie Rock. And I think about it on like a fucking on a <laughs> weekly is, basis. There is a video of like a guy who is Millie Rocky extremely aggressively, and it looks almost identical to what Jordan does. <laughs> he is throwing the arms across somebody like he's slapping somebody. That shit used to hurt. Like all the oh blood would gosh. rush to my hand, just like oh my god. Like I said, Viagra. Oh, oh man. In New York, I'm really rock. I did in my sock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna curate some tweets for next week. Yeah. I'll, I'll come with a better showing next week, guys. Don't worry. Our slate's not looking too hot next week, so we better figure out topics to talk about. Well, good thing we got a, uh, you know, or the week is a little bit different for us. Maybe one, one extra day will help us. We are recording on a Wednesday, after all. Oh fuck, that's right. Um, do you have a who is right? Because you kind of been slacking on that segment. Yeah, I just didn't know what you wanted time-wise since we are at over an hour. So I, I always have one, but we just bullshit too much. So I'll, I'll quit I don't want to throw it in there. I'll cut out the first 10 minutes. Well, I suppose we should probably wrap it up then, huh? Next week, we're going Acapulco. I'm telling you, we're doing the list, Tyro. All right. Fuck the project. God, that's so much fucking game footage. I've... <laughs> Do you want me to find clips and then send them to you? Should I make a Google Doc of the clips? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be the best way to do that. That's that's malware infested. Fucking. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that shit will not load on time. Always on time. Gave you my all. We can finally like have our discussion about John Jones versus Big Bird in the ring, though. Always. Oh my god. Big bird and his big fucking stomach and the fluffy fucking feathers. 
Imagine like the, imagine week. like the kick from him. Big Berg just winds up, big ass claw. It's like, it's like those aggressive ass fucking emus from Australia. Um, quakas, yeah. I think they're called. Hell yeah. Speaking of birds, on that Pierre project, he says, "Your bitch a bird brain, like an ostrich." I can't coach her, bro. I'm not Popovich. Who thinks this shit up? Yeah. There was a picture of him on Instagram with a notepad, and I was like, "There's no fucking way you write your lyrics down on a fucking notebook before you go in there. They are not good. Like you, you have so many lines that are so fucking terrible. There is no way you read the lines off a fucking piece of paper that you wrote it on. I refuse to believe that that is true. Like I can't imagine like reading back some of those things. Like there's certain rappers that I just could never imagine like writing down their bars and being like, "Let's do it, y'all." <laughs> Like, I imagine, like, most trap rappers just go in there and go off the dome. He probably wouldn't appreciate you calling him a liar. Bro, I love his music. If I, if they, if I could right now, I would just donate $100 to him. Just because I love him so much. I know you don't know what it's like to support people that you appreciate. Because you just, you give it to corporations and shit. I know how you work. You're like, hmm, which Fortune 500 billionaire owns all this golf shit so I can give him more money. Uh, thanks for coming out, y'all. Piece of shit, anarcho-capitalist. Fucking hate Teasy, bro. <laughs> Love you, Teasy. Oh, yes, I made it alive. It's your drive. Get it to paradise. In this moment of mine, I can't recognize. See that the glare is bright. And with you compromise, I almost died. I doubt the water is red as mine. How you lonely in a room with God Never slow up, not even a pit stop Praying my niggas will never get caught Overcame it all like I'm some big shot Was taught to be a man now to the wristwatch To the collar shirt tucked with the front pocket Out of adolescence when it go dark